Hello, guys. Hello. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're having a great day, a great hour. I know that this hour is about to be great because you're listening to Happy Thoughts with Ethan Rink. That's me. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. Um, this is an episode I'm going to be doing Q&A. Y'all sent me some questions, a wide variety. So get excited, stick around. We've got so many different things to cover. Um, so thank you for that. But I'm going in very unscripted. I don't have an outline. I don't have, I read all of these questions already. And so I have thought briefly on them, but we're just kind of going for it, dudes and dudettes. Uh, <laughs> why am I doing, I don't understand. Every time every time the one other time the one other time that i did a podcast episode and it was not not scripted it's not like i make a script but was unhinged hour it was like it was like this i was doing random voices so stick around and see if i continue to do voices that embarrass me in real time anyway we're going to start out with something interesting and also very shallow not necessarily shallow but like we're starting easy let's just start off easy Someone asked me, where is your dream place to live? So we're just going to dip our toes into the water of Q&A, okay? And please, oh my God, I cannot stress this enough. If you have an answer to any of these questions you want to share with me, please reach out. Oh my God, please DM me. Please, anything. Like, just, I want to hear your answers. Anyway, so dream place to live. Well, let's consider a moment where I live now. I live in Texas. Do I like living here? Um, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm highly allergic to the air here, which is super frustrating because I, I do tend to sing and I do tend to want to record my singing. And if I'm congested from pollen and dirt and dust, then I simply can't. So that is highly inconvenient. So a dream place to live somewhere that I'm not allergic to the air, but also Somewhere that it's not this hot. I love putting on an outfit. I wouldn't say that I love fashion. I do, but I think that I'm probably not the most fashionable person. But I like to think that I'm putting together some outfits. Okay, that's how I like to describe myself. So I like to put together an outfit. I like to go out and get a coffee in a nice outfit. You know, just have a moment. And doing that in Texas is terrible, horrible, awful, because I'm constrained to, well, how much do I want to sweat today? And how miserable do I want to be walking from the car to the air conditioning? So that puts a box on all my outfits. I would love to live somewhere where the climate is a little colder for at least more often, like more out of the year, because then I can wear more long pants, I could wear a sweater, I could wear a hoodie and shorts, I could do the whole, you know, I, there could be short layers, long layers, there could be layers, there could just be layers, anyway, all that to say, do I want to live in Texas forever, no, definitely not, I do love the food here, I do love the culture here, we have a lot to do here, that's what I'll say, so top of my mind, places that I would like dream to live, well, first of all, if we're being genuinely honest, I would love to live in like one city for a year and then 
move to another city for a year and then move to another city for a year and then move to another city for a year. Like I'd love to do that. I would love to live like in Washington for a year and then live in Utah or Colorado for a year or live in Montana for a year and then live in New York city for a year. But if I had to just pick one dream place to live, I would either say somewhere in Italy, <laughs> somewhere in Italy or somewhere in New York. Okay. And let me explain. Let me explain. I know everyone's like New York. No one wants to live in New York. I know, but like everything's happening in New York. Everything is happening in New York. There's food, there's a uh, more mild, diverse weather so much to do in new york yeah is it disgusting yes yeah is it expensive yes yeah is there a lot of problems yes 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 but there's so many other benefits you could go to the met go if you just were like i'm gonna have a day in the museum oh my god incredible you could spend a day in the park you could spend a day in a different park because there's a lot of parks uh you could spend a day shopping and so like there's just so much to do there's so many being surrounded by that many people being in a big city i love big cities i love walking to everything taking the subway to everything oh my gosh it just sounds like a dream and i've spent time in new york a couple of different times and i've just always loved it so i know i know i know people that have actually lived there are raging in my comment section right now but yeah, so I'd love to live in New York. And then why I'd love to live in Italy is for a similar reason. There's, like, so much culture there. There's so much art. I feel like I would just spend so much time just, like, walking around and, like, going to little cafes and looking at museums, going to museums, looking at architecture. Like, just... I feel like it's my dream to go to Italy and, like, write a book. <laughs> like, just go to Italy and write a book. You know, like, that's it. Just, just, Yeah. Anyway, so those are those are my answers. Those are my long-winded answers. Okay, someone said, what is your favorite memory from high school? And then in parentheses, they pointed out a specific memory being like, and why is it this one? Because it has them in it. <laughs> so my friends are self-obsessed. Okay, favorite memory from high school. Honestly, this is hard, but I'm going to go with my immediate thought i'm sure if i thought harder i could think of more and maybe there's one that's more specific but i'm just going to go with the first one that comes to my head and that is going to be i'm actually unsure about if this was my 17th birthday or my 18th i don't remember exactly but anyway it's one year for my birthday i think it was my 18th birthday i think oh god i wish i could remember anyway for my 18th birthday we're gonna say it was we're locking in with 18. I feel like it could have been 17, but I could literally sit here and talk for the next hour about if it was 17 or 18. So we're just going to say it was 18 and I'm not going to restart that loop again. <laughs> so for my 18th birthday, um, we rented this barn. Okay. Okay. So my birthday's in December. It's cold. It's winter. There's always like I always feel like there's nothing I can do for my birthday it's like so boring I'm like cool what are we gonna do like it's freezing like I wish I had a summer birthday or August birthday August birthdays you guys are you got it you won anyway so we rented this barn okay and for the first half of my birthday we had a small group of my friends 
do a murder mystery dinner party at the barn and everyone dressed up we like did the whole thing we had like a whole deal we had a whole murder mystery night and it was so much fun it was a disaster. My parents like forgot to put like certain clues out and like whatever. But like my memory of it is just me and my friends like having so much fun. Like we just we just had so much fun laughing. Like it was just a great time. So it didn't even matter if the like mystery murder mystery aspect like worked. <laughs> it was just it was just fun and it was just funny. And then of course like randomly cuz like no one did this on purpose, but I ended up being the murderer. My birthday, I was the murderer. I was like, this is amazing. But it was like, my mom didn't plan that on purpose. No one planned it on purpose. Um, and then there was this one like random thing at the end where it was like, when everything was revealed, the, they, the like non-murderers, so all my friends had to pick a random cartoon character unanimously and if they chose Bugs Bunny I believe if they chose Bugs Bunny then I went to jail versus I escaped custody <laughs> and and they were listing off like so many animated characters and in my head I was like no one is gonna do Bugs Bunny because that is such an old like no one is gonna do that and I don't remember who it was I wish I could remember in this moment but I don't someone yells out what about Bugs Bunny and then everyone just all of a sudden like jumps in on that. And so, of course, they won. They sent me to prison. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And it was so it was just a great time. But the part that got really magical was so that after the murder mystery, like 50 people showed up. Like, I know it was in my era when I thought having 90 people in one room was really cool. Um, that gives me anxiety now. Anyway, so I had like pretty much everyone I had ever met in my life <laughs> over at this party in this barn. We had snacks. There was a dance floor. We had lights. We had heaters. But this is the part that was really magical. I was like inside hanging out with all my friends and all of a sudden I hear this grating. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I So we live in Texas and it's winter. It doesn't snow in Texas. Hi, I don't know if you guys knew that. But all of a sudden, we're all standing inside of the barn, like, hanging out. And snow starts falling through the ceiling. And it, we're like, what? what? What is going on? Like, snow? And so then we step outside, and it's, like, fully snowing. And some of my friends start building, like, a snowman. And I can't emphasize to you, like, this was the first time we had had snow in Texas in probably, like, seven years. So this is huge. And it's not like when you get snow in Texas, it's like, oh, it's going to be snowing today. It's going to be snowing tomorrow. No, no, it's going to be snowing for like three hours and then you'll never see it again for 10 years. Like it was crazy. And so all of us start freaking out. It was absolutely magical. It was the best thing. It was just so fun. And I hope that all of my friends that were there, like that is as fun of a memory for them as it was for me. But um, anyway, so that's definitely... I have a lot of great high school memories, but that one was the one that stuck out to me immediately. So, um, okay, this one I'm going to go over super quick. It says, uh, why did you quit musical theater? Now, I'm going to redirect you to an episode of my podcast that I did a couple weeks ago that is called, I think I titled it, why, How I Fell in Love with Music, I think. 
uh, if you listen to that, that is going to go into huge detail about why I quit musical theater and my whole journey in music. Um, but I will give you an exclusive tidbit right now, something new that if you watch that, you won't hear. Um, so the main crux of why I left, according to that episode, was because I wanted to write my own things and pursue my own, like, I didn't want to play a character. I wanted to, like, be myself. Absolutely true. That is the main reason. The other more juicy, gossipy reasons was because a lot of people that I met in musical theater are some of the truly worst individuals I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Like, and some of them are amazing. Oh my gosh. Some of these people I love, respect. They're talented. They're loving. Um, amazing friends. Some of them are like family to me, but the majority of the time, these people were the worst people you've ever met on planet earth. The worst of the worst, because something about musical theater that is so inherently toxic is it's so competitive and so many people want to do it that it is very cutthroat and a lot of these people that are pursuing musical theater probably myself included at the time we all think we are good enough we all think we're good enough to make it like we all think we're talented enough and deserve to be the one that makes it right and and part of the toxic thing is you truly have to believe that to a certain point because you're going to be denied and told no so much that you have you almost have to have a level of narcissism to have a thick skin otherwise you're going to collapse like you're going to crumble and so it's a really weird like environment to be in and it just it just manifests the worst kinds of people like we're talking people that befriend you and then stab you in the back like in the worst way we're talking people literally making up absolute lies lies about people because they want to make someone look bad or they want to get them canceled like knock out the competition get people to turn against them like I'm serious it's that sinister and so being in musical theater for the time that I was and it was like people my age like people that were you know 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and they're, you know, acting in these ways that are just so atrocious. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. It became so toxic that I was getting bitter and I couldn't keep myself out of the drama. Like, and I was, I was never, you know, starting terrible rumors about someone I was never you know initiating these things but but it's hard not to participate it's hard not to talk about people and and become a even a small way a part of the toxic culture and even a small way was just too much for me like I I really was becoming a person that I was like this is terrible this is terrible and it's just the musical theater world that cultivated that in me so I really just was like I have to I have to leave I have to step away this is not meant for me so that is my extra little added why I quit musical theater again if you are interested in hearing more about that especially from like a technical emotional side rather than just like a 
gossipy drama side, then go back to my podcast episode, How I Fell in Love with Music. Again, I think that's what it's called. It'll be something close to that. Anyway, another music-related question. We might as well just stick in this little spot for a second. Another music-related question was someone said, what was your favorite music video to shoot and why? And I love this question. I'm so excited. Um, I... I love all of my music videos so much and I love them all for a different reason and quickly I'm going to go through like all of them and kind of give a little story about them because I think that would be really fun and interesting and I think you guys would enjoy that um but just to start off I think my favorite music video is Psycho X Psychotic and the reason that video is my favorite is the same reason why rip me to shreds and my ghost are like two of my favorite songs they ended up being like the closest to my original vision as possible like they they manifested themselves in a way that was the closest of anything i've made to what my almost like dream version of it was anyway so those are my favorites, but let's just go into the story of the music videos really quickly, um, starting with Opposite Thoughts Acoustic Version, okay? Opposite Thoughts Acoustic Version, the video is super simple. It's very, like, slice of my life. You're seeing this cute little relationship, um, and it was just me and my friend Naya and my friend Ashlyn Ashlyn recorded the video and edited the video and Naya was my co-star um, and we basically just went to all of these like places around my house that I associate with like a romantic moment in my life or places that I liked and we just like pretend me and Naya just pretended to be a couple for the camera and basically the three of us just had fun for like four hours and like tried to make get some like pretty shots and like tell a very vague but sort of their storyline and it ended up being so cute and it really just was like watching someone's old VHS tapes and that was exactly what I wanted it to feel like there's this movie called Once amazing movie incredible and incredible girl incredible oh my god i said it again incredible musical movie once so 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 good um but there's a vhs sequence in that movie that i really love and that was my inspiration for it and so i just wanted it to be something easy to make super simple and it was honestly super effective i think that music video holds up I mean, and part of it is, like, the low-budget nature of it helps it look good. But, like, yeah, it was super fun. Um, super great feeling to see that video. And, and it was the first time I made a music video like that. And I was like, wow. Like, maybe it's not so hard. And then I just tried to make it harder and harder for myself going forward. So, moving on, my next music video was My Ghost. This was my first studio single. First went worked with a producer worked with a person playing guitar like worked with other people paid money to have the song made still one of my favorite songs of all time like i said and this video is funny because i actually recorded an entire video for it and then when i started editing it i was like this is trash garbage and threw the whole thing away 
So there is an entire unreleased, terrible, terrible, and it was no one's fault but mine. I had some of my friends helping me make it. Literally no one's fault but mine that it was bad, but it was so bad. And it was sad because me and my friends had a really fun time making it again. Um, but it just did not turn out. It did not turn out. It was so cringy. It was so embarrassing. Um, so that video is totally gone. And actually, if you go on my YouTube channel and you look for a, vi a video, I think it's called like, wait, hang on. Let me look it up. Google's free. So let me just see what it's called. Okay, yes. So I have a video that's called Failed Music Video Vlog 18. So if you go on my YouTube, that's there. And that is basically all of the like, because I was doing a vlog to be like, oh, we recorded a music video. And then, and then I didn't end up using the music video. So I was like, well, I'll still make the vlog anyway. And then it'll just be about how the video failed. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, definitely go watch that video. It's super funny. It was a lot of fun making that video and to try and make the other video. Um, but then what ended up happening was I was editing the failed video probably five days before the song was supposed to come out. I know, I know. Um, and I was like in shambles cause I was like, this video is terrible. Like, what am I going to do? And my dad, who, for those of you who don't know, he works in video media production. And so hi, he makes movies and so he basically came in and he was like, listen, I will save you from this. I will save you from this. We will film a new music video in one day. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So we had my mom scrambling all around coming up with like costume and like set design and props, like literally out of nowhere. My mom was doing this. She's amazing. I love her. And then we had my dad who was like, okay, I'm going to film you. I'm going to be the only cameraman. I'm going to do the whole thing. Like, I'm going to use my cameras, you know, because he had equipment. And so we basically spent five hours one day, one evening night, and filmed the My Ghost music video that is up on YouTube. And honestly, that video, again, is like really good. There's like certain things that I wish I could change about it, but like... For the most part, I'm really proud of how that music video turned out, especially given we filmed it in, we filmed it in one night. We literally made it one night. I had zero ideas. Like we were starting from scratch. It turned out great. And we had to edit it obviously in like 10 seconds because it was coming out in a few days. Um, and it turned out really well. And I still love that video. I watch it sometimes. It's one of my favorites. So moving on after that is going to be obsessive, okay? Oh, we had so much fun doing the obsessive music video, okay? So the obsessive music video, I did this again with my friend Ashlyn, who filmed the Opposite Thoughts acoustic video. And this was crazy because I had this very, very clear vision of like Mean Girls, Pink, early 2000s bedroom like that was the set for the music video because the the it was very like heartthrob like Hannah Montana with the two pictures of the different boys where she's trying to decide which like which one she wants to date that was very much what I wanted to go for but then in like a dark 
sinister I am gonna stalk these girls like it's it's bad it's bad um and but I wanted the aesthetic to be very pink and very bright and very neon and very early 2000s and so we ended up <laughs> we ended up creating this bedroom this fake bedroom in my like living room we put up these black curtains and we created like three walls because it was like a a studio kind of like a movie set where there's like only three walls the other wall is like where the cameras are right so we put up these giant curtains for the walls we had these pink lights in there i borrowed my friend claire shout out to claire love you girl uh i borrowed her baby her child her most prized possession her vhs tv like one of the originals giant box like with the vhs player built in it is a beautiful tv um and it worked perfectly it was amazing she so graciously let me borrow that for my music video um and then i had i had legally blonde on vhs in a totally unrelated event i found it at, found it at the thrift store and i was like oh i have to take this home with me even though i can never watch it in this form <laughs> like and so i ended up like using that in the music video and like it was playing and it was so funny um and then we ended up, I had just gotten a new bed. And so we ended up putting my old bed like in this fake room. And we found, I think my mom found this chair on Facebook Marketplace or someone found this old red chair on Facebook Marketplace for free. And we picked it up that, like that day, brought it home, put it in the space. We had like a little table. We had like, my dad had just moved out of this like apartment that he had in Miami. And so he had these carpets and we threw like a fake carpet down. Like it was crazy. Everything had just like worked out and we totally just made a fake bedroom. Ashlyn brought like some potted plants from her house. Like we created this fake pink bedroom in my living room. It was so, it was so crazy, but it turned out so perfect and Ashlyn was amazing because she had all of these great ideas for cinematography different shots and she edited it together so beautifully I love love how that video turned out it was spectacular um definitely one of my favorites and again it, it was so much fun to film that video it was genuinely one of my favorites um moving on after that super quickly because I've already been talking about this for so long uh, the opposite thoughts, full studio version music video to sum it all up. Me and my dad rented a vintage car from this guy that owns a bunch of vintage cars that people just rent and drive for the day. He was the coolest man. And that is the coolest business. But so we rented that super sexy, like eighties red convertible that's in the video. So amazing. Oh my God. The car was awesome. Uh, we rented that and we rented a camping site, a campsite in, uh, around Lake Georgetown. And... <laughs> set up like a like a projector screen and was playing the old music video and we were driving around Lake Georgetown in the car with dr with the drone and like it was so much fun to film that video but it was just like me and my dad like trying to be like okay what are we like what are we doing how are we gonna do this and it it still is great like it it's a fun music video I absolutely hate the way my hair looks in the video so I never watch it <laughs> But other than that, uh, that video was so much fun to make. L 
definitely so much fun to make because I was just driving around a vintage car, vintage car all day, living my fantasy. Um, so moving on, uh, the next vi music video after that was Psycho X Psychotic, okay? And so we're entering the era where all my songs were based off of different movies and stuff. And obviously, well, not obviously, a lot of people thought this was based off of Hogwarts houses, which I cried. <laughs> I cried. I cried. I could not do it. But um, no, so Psycho X Psychotic is based off of the movie Heathers. Incredible movie. Highly recommend if you've not seen that. It is a piece of cinema history and culture. It is so good. Anyway, one of my favorites based off the movie Heathers. So I knew immediately that I wanted to recreate certain aspects of the movie Heathers for the music video. And I mean, that was very clear to me because I did that with the song. Like the song lyrics are filled with references from the movie, literally direct quotes from the movie. And and I, I did it in such a way that I was still able to connect it to something in my life that was very real. And so it's very authentic, but a lot of the stuff is from the movie and I just was able to weave it in a way that I was like, yeah, I still believe everything that I'm saying. So it was really cool to do that and then really cool to pursue making this video. But this video was by far like highest production value that we had done for a video yet. So it had two locations. One, we rented this, like, beautiful mansion home. <laughs> I honestly don't even know where it is. I think it's near, like, the 360 Bridge, but it was in, like, a nice, nice part of Austin. Great neighborhood. Beautiful home, and the owners were so sweet, so generous, um... And their home was gorgeous. I mean, it was perfect for this music video. It totally gave me the vibe of Veronica's house from the original Heather's movie. So, you know, we had, uh, I got three of my friends to basically play the other two Heathers. I was Heather Chandler. And then we had the yellow Heather and the green Heather. And we had Veronica Sawyer. And so basically the video was just being like, okay, we're going to like walk around and look hot and we're going to like do girly stuff and we're going to like, you know, be slay. Like, and then obviously we like did the whole croquet thing because that's very famous for Heathers. And then we like did some stuff around the pool and it was, it was honestly so much fun. Like we all had so much fun on set. We had matching outfits. My mom was amazing pulling these costumes together. Um, it was so much fun. It was so, so fun. We were just having a little like fantasy moment. Um, we had like snacks and food on set. Someone made a coffee run for us. We had like a bigger team. It was, it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. I felt like such a superstar because it was like, wow, there's so many like people that are like putting effort into like making something that I, I love. And it was really special. And the, the music video is amazing. Uh, and then also, yeah, the other set was we were able to rent this convenience store overnight. So the shoot was from like 11 to 6 a.m., 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., okay? And so my friend Morgan was incredible enough to spend the entire night with us filming this. And my friend Riley, they were both incredible to just take this time out and 
play these characters with me in the middle of the night in a convenience store with the owner just sitting behind the counter, like watching the whole time. Um, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun because the convenience store looked totally retro. We were able to do some great scenes. Riley did this amazing death sequence. I love you, Riley. Um, but it was, again, it was just so much fun. Like, it was the middle of the night, and we were like, what are we doing? Like, this is crazy. We even, like, printed out some of the fake movie posters that I made for my songs that were, like, on Instagram. We printed them out and, like, put them up in the convenience store where, like, the advertisements were. So, like, if you've not seen that before, go back and look. There's a scene where I'm, like, talking into the camera with a microphone like I'm on the news. And behind me is, like, a Prom King poster. So, like... We just had so much fun with this video. We did we we spent so much time on these little details and all this stuff. It was it was so much fun. And again, my friends are the reason that I'm here today. They just say yes to everything that I ask them to do. They are amazing. I could not be here without them. Um and I love them so much. So, moving on that visit that video was amazing. Last video is Prom King. And this was absolutely crazy. We ended up renting this very, like, basic facility in this neighborhood. It was like a neighborhood clubhouse, okay? And over the course of two days nonstop, we transformed this place into a prom, like, fully. Like, we had the amazing Roseanne Hood... <laughs> One of my favorite moms. She was in this room, like, making this beautiful, elaborate ceiling piece that was, like, these streamers that were all, like, hanging in layers and making this, like, cloud effect. Like, literally stunning and beautiful. And then we were, like, hanging these silver stars from it. Because the whole thing, Prom King is obviously based off of the movie Carrie. And the prom sequence is obviously very important to that movie. A lot of people don't even realize that... It's, it's a lot more than just, like, the blood dropping on Carrie and her going crazy. Like, it's a lot more than that. The full scene is probably, like, 30 to 35 minutes long. It is, it is the climax of the film in a lot of ways. Not just because of the massacre scene. Like, not just because of the famous way that it ends. The beginning is just as important. And the whole prom was themed, like night under the stars or something like that and it was very stars everywhere and just very you know there was a very specific aesthetic and so again my mom was incredible to help transform this room into a very carry looking set my friend grace was amazing not only to make the costume but to just help us in a million other different ways again roseanne hood that uh, we had so many people i i'm like there are so many people that need to be thanked for making this music video because it was a process. It was crazy. And you guys, like, it doesn't show on video, but the way that that room looked was spectacular. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what it is about the cameras. Like, it, the cameras did not capture how amazing the space looked. Yeah, like, it looked great in the video. It looked amazing in the video, yeah. But this room was incredible like truly incredible and then what was amazing about this video also was that it was the first time that we had extras okay <laughs> okay 
We had like, I don't know, probably like 30 people generously give us their time. I mean, we gave them money, but like they showed up in full prom couture and were the fake prom, like the fake prom guests for this video. And it was so much fun. Some of these people were people that I knew. Some of these people were my best friends. And some of them were people that I was meeting for the first time. And some of those people I still talk to today. Um, a lot of them were really sweet. And it was just so much fun. Like it was, and it was so crazy. Cause I was like, I was like, these people are here for my music video. <laughs> like, like, like what? Cause it's just me. Like, it's just me. Like I, it, but I felt, I was like, oh, we're raking in the production value this time. And then obviously like what we were filming was so fun. Like the whole, you know, telekinetic kill sequence was so fun everyone screaming all of my friends turning into a-list actors in front of me like it was awesome i had some of my friends like banging on a door in terror and like i had my friend amaya pretend to be like the prom queen and she had to like hand me my you know crown and stuff and it was just like it was just so much fun there was like all this lore and it was like some of my friends so like we would be positioning people and i would be like oh i want finley next to me on the left like <laughs> I was like, I want Finley next to me in the shot or like, oh, I want Grace over here in this chair. Oh, I want Maria over here. Like it was so much fun just to try and like get my friends like in front of the camera or like I had my friend, my friend Paxton like do this iconic scream and like all this stuff. Like it was just so fun because it was like my friends. And again, that's the theme here is my friends help me do everything. I mean, again, my friend Grace literally made the costume. My friend Morgan was in the video and did my makeup like these it, my mom created the set with all of her friends. My dad and his team like filmed it. It is me and everyone that has been in my life supporting me forever, basically creating the stuff of dreams. It's absolutely crazy that this has happened to me. And that's why I spent so much time answering this question is because it's just like th making these videos. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. We can get angry, but oh my God, they're incredible memories and looking back at them i'm like i can't believe we did that amazing so anyway now after probably 20 minutes let's move on to the next question okay last music question uh this one comes from my dear friend that i used to work with at dutch bros uh i won't say their name because i'm not going to dox people but they all know who they are so love you, miss you. I hope you're doing amazing. Um, but their question is, what inspires your music the most? And I was excited to talk about this one when I saw it. Um, my music is definitely inspired by overwhelming feeling. Okay. And that goes in every direction, every sense of the word. So everything that I'm writing about is like, the most extreme so let me like explain let me explain it's pretty obvious with my halloween songs so we're gonna start there with my halloween ep like i had people texting me being like what happened like why are you so angry like what's going on why are you saying you want to kill people like what what does this mean and a lot of people who are friends with me and really know me like didn't bat an eye because they understand that this is not, this is fiction. Like this isn't real. I don't actually want to kill people, but what is so interesting about the way that music happens is 
you take a feeling and try and communicate it with words and song. And all of the Halloween songs are very angry. They're very angry. I mean, obviously. And they are all about some of the most difficult times I've ever gone through. And some of the most some of the the most hurtful things that have ever happened to me, some of the most pain that I've ever experienced. So like Prom King, that was about getting cheated on. Uh, Call Me Back, that was about obsessing over someone so badly that it was toxic, terrible, painful. Uh, Call Me Back is very similar to My Ghost, where it was like, it's about this obsession in this, this, attraction that's so carnal that you almost want the other person dead because it's so overwhelming and terrible um (laughs) we're getting deep now we're getting deep and personal um rip me to shreds when i started writing that song it was about something totally different than what it ended up turning into and that was about growing up feeling like I had to deny parts of myself or lie to people all the time to get them to accept me. And the journey of feeling like bits and pieces were okay, but a lot of me was just not up for debate. And and it was very at the at the core of that song, it's about the way that I was popular in high school and the way that I was loved by my community in high school. But I felt like that love was built on an underlying lie. And I felt like everyone said they loved me, but their love was conditional upon the fact that I did not express myself truly. So that was that one. And that one is one of my favorites because it is so deeply personal and because of the way that it married. And this is true about all the Halloween songs. They all marry a theme from the movie that matches the theme of my life. And that's why I enjoyed making them so much was because these movies were important to me. Horror is important to me. I love horror. But then I was able to see them in a way that was like, oh my God, what if Carrie like was getting revenge on all the people who hurt her in high school. What if Ghostface was actually just calling you so many times because he is obsessed with you and because he wants your attention? What if Leatherface is killing all of these people and wearing their skin because he can't accept himself? Like that is the, oh, what if Heather is killing all these people? Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's all about the most extreme. So going on further, psychoic psychotic, that's about like when two people that are both crazy fall in love, AKA Veronica JD. So like, those are all very easy to get. Like what inspires me in music. It's like anger, like these feelings that I feel like I'm not going to act on sort of, because like, I'm not, I am not a very mean person sort of but like when I get angry with someone I'm not gonna like you know beat them up I'm not gonna yell at their face like I'm a very internalized anger type of person and so the music that I wrote was my way of being able to express those feelings and also a way to reach out to people that I was like I knew there's people that felt the same way and I wanted them to feel heard So that is one 
one side of it is like anger, hate, all of that lives in like that kind of realm. And that inspires me. It doesn't necessarily inspire me like, you know, and again, there's a level of camp and a level of what I'm saying in that kind of music is hyperbole. It's not true, but it is true in a way. So that's that. And now I want to talk about like the other side that inspires me. And it's sad because I, I find this a lot less is I get hyper fixated on negatives. I've always known that about myself. So it's much easier for me to write a song about how much pain I'm in, how much I miss someone, how much someone hurt me, how angry I am at someone than to write a song about how happy I am or how incredible someone is like that is much more difficult um but it's still important to me and it is interesting the songs that I've written recently that are more of a happy tone or that they were inspired by a happy place they either are songs that I haven't produced yet because I'm ironically like oh well they can wait because they don't seem as important as the angry ones right are you like getting it or they're songs that can get just overshadowed because negative feelings are so much easier for me to see in my mind. So that's definitely something I want to work on. I want more songs in my discography that are like encouraging you to be happy rather than be angry, which I don't think my songs are encouraging anyone to be angry. Like it's, it's not about that. It's about being understood, not being alone. Um, but I do have some songs coming out in the not too distant future that are very like um, empowerment, like very funny, silly, like, okay, you are that bitch. Uh, okay. So, so definitely like when it comes to what inspires my music, the general answer is just like the strongest and most honest, authentic, raw feelings that I feel like get trapped inside that I have to put out into the world somehow. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and also another thing that I'll just tack onto that is if I hear a song that I like and I'm like, man, I wish I'd written that I'll very frequently like write something similar. So, so, the, so good music also inspires me. That's another thing that I'll say. Anyway, enough about music. I mean, I know that's like a lot of what I do, but like, let's talk about something else, right? So this is, <laughs> someone said, uh, what is your coming out story? And then also, or telling your parents about Josue, my boyfriend for the first time. And then they put a chili pepper emoji because they wanted to get spicy. Right. Okay. Simmer down. <laughs> um, but this is interesting. I'll touch on this a little bit my coming out story I don't really have one because coming out to me was always something that I didn't like the idea of and let me explain that because I know that's very controversial for a lot of reasons for a lot of different people for different things anyway I didn't like the idea of publicly coming out because I didn't want 
anyone to look at me and be able to pinpoint a moment where they were able to be like, this is when he changed. I didn't want my coming out to become something that people that didn't accept me or had questions about my life and my choices that they could point at it and be like, ah, yes, see right here. This is when everything was different because the truth is a lot of people. I mean, I already said this earlier when I was talking about rip me to shreds, a lot of people in my life truly loved me, but their love was very one-sided, not because I didn't love them, but because they only loved certain parts of me. And I didn't want to validate them in their wrong ways of thinking by basically being like, yep, you were right. And here you go. Like coming out to me, it's important to some people, but to me, I feel like it's a disservice to the truth, which is, at least in my opinion, nothing ever changed. I just stopped lying okay are you with me because it became very clear to me early in high school that I liked men and women and all people of the universe now is what I would say I just lied about it because a lot of people listening probably knew me when I was 15 14 16 and they probably you know were like "Mm, he seems a little fruity, valid. But my point is, I'd like to believe that by not coming out, I created a situation for you to see me more authentically and more honestly, because you have a whole life of experience knowing me instead of looking at before I came out and after I came out. So that's why I tried to avoid doing it altogether and really didn't do it. I just transitioned from a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to accept the consequences. That's a bad word. I'm going to accept people's bad opinions of me and just live honestly and give them a chance to either reject me or accept me in my true, authentic, full self. So that is that. That is the whole kit and caboodle. And so... Yeah, I just I just didn't want people to be able to have a differentiating moment. I wanted people to look at me and see all of who I was, not just pre-coming out, post-coming out, whatever. Because nothing changed. Nothing changed from when I was 19 and I finally told people I had a boyfriend. Like, nothing changed other than I was in love with someone enough that they had to be in my life. Like... They had to meet my friends. They had to meet my parents. I wanted them around. I didn't want to hide. Like that was, that was what changed, but I didn't change. And so by not coming out in the traditional way, I did that. I, or rather didn't do that because I wanted everyone to see I was still the same person that they met when I was four years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 18 years old, like it's it's not it's not that big of a deal I'm still just me so that was that me telling about my parents my my telling my parents about housewife for the first time girl dm me (laughs) 
we are not getting into that kind of tea and shade. No, 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 no. But no, my parents are great. They love Josue. Like, we all just went to the movies to see um, Mission Impossible. Like, my parents love him. It's it's great. It's perfect. All of our families, like, with there, there's no issues. I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed for that. So, anyway, let's get on to some more questions. We only have a few left, so stick with me. I know this episode is long, but girl, most podcasts are an hour. So, like, get with it. Pause it if you need to. Come back to it tomorrow. Like, whatever. I'm giving you the full content experience. Okay, okay. Let's keep going. So, this one says, <laughs> why are you so good at everything? And I know that to you, maybe you're not kidding, but be serious. <laughs> Be serious. There's so many things that I'm not good at. And in fact, I wanted to use this question to highlight something that I'm not good at that you who said this question is very good at. I cannot draw. I cannot draw at all. And it's not like I draw bad. No, 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 no. I, I literally can't draw anything. I can't draw anything. Trying to draw even a dog. Guys, it'll look like a three-year-old drew it. I, I, I can't. That is just something that is not in me I took some art classes I took some drawing classes they really did not do much for me and not because I had a bad teacher not because of a bad like no 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 it's just me I just I just can't I cannot do that I cannot do that I need instructions to build Legos like I just I can't I can't do it um so yeah I'm definitely not good at everything but thank you I appreciate that you think that of me but <laughs> that is just simply blasphemous and no someone said what's it like having the hottest best friend ever and to you my answer is what's it like having the hottest best friend ever <laughs> someone said what are your favorite types of questions to answer which at first i was like okay that is the stupidest question because it's not a question and i was like okay sure um i like answering deep questions <laughs> I'll be real. I'll be real. I like talking about like deep stuff, vulnerable stuff, but also the most, my favorite question to answer is a question from like someone, like something you really want to know. Like, I don't just want to answer questions if no one cares. So like my favorite question to answer is you're honest. Like that is what I want to know. So ask it. Someone said, what's your least favorite food? Meat. Meat and dairy. <laughs> That's kind of a cop-out. I'll get more specific. My least favorite food is probably burgers. Even veggie burgers. They just are... I mean, they're good, but they're like so... I feel like you can't eat a burger and feel like you ate something healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it, in their core, burgers are unhealthy. And I like eating... I like eating good food and it does not have to be healthy, but if I feel unhealthy after I ate the food, I will enjoy it less. That is my answer. Um, but on that same note, I love eating a burger and fries, especially late at night, but um, not a meat burger, obviously. Hi, we just went over that. Um, what is your worst, what is the worst fast food in your opinion? Uh, salads, fast food salads are an absolute joke absolutely not a salad bar is fine but like a salad from mcdonald's or a salad from like like get real like what are we doing anyway okay childhood story from ohio that was someone's question tell us a childhood story from ohio if you don't know i was born in ohio i live in texas now 
And when I read this the first time, I didn't really know where to go with this. I felt like, you know, for the most part, I mean, I had a rough childhood sort of. <laughs> there was like a, here's what I'll say about my childhood. I have a lot of great memories of growing up that they all have an undertone of darkness. So <laughs> that is that is what I'll say. It was like I I have a lot of really happy childhood memories and then it was always like there's this sinister like back like I just have a lot of trauma and a lot of terrible things happened when I was growing up. I mean like everyone, hi pain and suffering is the only thing we're promised on earth but yeah I just had a lot of very difficult things happen to me very early on in my life that painted a lot of how I how I'm able to look back at my childhood as an adult because it's hard for me to look back and not be like oh but wasn't I sad like, wasn't I traumatized? Wasn't this terrible? And and if I'm being vulnerable, honestly, I don't, I don't have a, I have memories, but like, honestly, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I don't really remember a lot of my life until like, probably age 13. Like, I feel like my memory is very bad. And I've always wondered about this. I think maybe some of my childhood memories, I just don't remember them because my brain erased them. Like, maybe my brain did not allow me to absorb things as much because it didn't want to absorb some of the trauma. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. But, but at the same time, like... I have a lot of great childhood memories. Like uh, when I lived in Cincinnati, there was a exhibit that would be put on downtown every Christmas. And it was this big train display and it was like hundreds of trains, a huge track. Like we're talking about like a giant lobby of a bank. Huge space was converted into like a giant model train set. And they would have like this whole one side that was like just a walkway and you could go through it and like watch the trains and like see the model and it was like a model of Cincinnati and it was so cool and me and my grandparents would go every year we would get free sugar cookies wait in line and go see the trains and that was like like that is amazing that is one of my favorite memories um, and again I've talked about it before going to the theater with my mom that's one of my favorite memories other random memories I have is like um, my parents used to host a Bible study for young adults. I have a lot of like non-specific memories of just like being with those people and a lot of the people loved my parents and so they loved me adjacent because I was like, you know, their son. But a lot of these people like they actually saw me as a person and so I have these, I have these memories that are non-specific. It's just like those people feel warm and those people look at me in a way that I was like seen like not like a small child but as like an individual so that is one of my favorite like memories I have multiple just like moments and slivers of those and whatnot I have I have most of my good memories of my childhood are with my grandparents I was very close with pretty much all my grandparents 
and I have a lot of really great memories with them, which is very sad for me now because I hardly ever see those people because um, we live so far. But but family was very important to me when I was growing up. And so when I think about a childhood story or just Ohio in general, it's it's really just like being so well loved by my family. Um, but if I had to pick a specific story, like I, I shared some some memories, some small memories. Uh, but if I had to pick like a story, okay, this isn't really a story, but it's one of my favorite things about thinking about growing up in Ohio. The last house that we lived in, in Ohio, it was on the edge of this like kind of cliff hill thing. It was a steep drop. Okay. <laughs> it was our backyard and then a steep drop into like a park, into like a ravine. Um, and there was a path from our house down the side of the cliff that led into like the park area. And I spent so much time out there. I spent so much time playing in the forest. I mean, I spent so much time playing in the ravine, like all the different things. The park had a lot of different areas and in my mind, they're very grand. And I'm sure if I went back there now, I'd be like, what? I was like, this is the park. Like in my mind, it was like this amazing place that was magical and incredible. And I love to play pretend and like, you know, like any kid, like any kid does, we imagine things and, and having a park that you can just like walk to as a seven, eight, nine year old kid and like play pretend with your friends or by yourself, like, come on. That's the dream. That's the dream. And like, so I would go play there all the time. And then my mom would just like go on our back porch basically. And like, yell for me down to the ravine for me to come home like <laughs> so it was so much fun and I loved living in that house just because it was like I had a whole wilderness in my backyard which it really was not like that but it was in my mind so that was fun um but yeah that's probably those are some those are just some things some some memories some stories um what is the best thing that's happened to you this year I read that the first time and I was like kind of struggling to pick something because so far this this year has been very not difficult but it's just been very like not boring either but like not anything crazy has happened at the beginning of the year I left my job at Dutch Bros and I've been looking for a new better job since then and working some jobs that I necess didn't necessarily like want to do. Um, and so that to me is like very almost like stagnant. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just like going to be here temporarily until I can find something. Um, so it's not like that's very exciting. Um, and it's in some ways a negative that I, you know, like left and whatever, but I also have been working on music a lot, but it's hard to be like, that's the best thing because also I haven't released any music. So it's kind of this weird thing where I'm like, yeah, I know that I've made progress, but I haven't released anything. So it's very like, have I made progress? Like it doesn't, it doesn't even necessarily feel like I've made that much progress because 
these there's just songs like living on my phone that like no one has heard yet and it's like they don't really exist fully in the world so it's hard to be like that is the best thing that's happened um but i feel like if i was gonna pick something that's the best thing to happen to me this year this is gonna be so you guys are gonna roll your eyes but like really i went to (laughs) i went to the taylor swift eras tour and that was one of the best things that has ever happened to me it was incredible it was amazing i went there with my parents and my boyfriend and we had a great time in dallas we stayed at a really nice hotel and then just were able to spend time before and after the show like having fun in dallas and like getting away for a little weekend and that was really special um and it was a great time and taylor swift is amazing and i love her so much and that is ridiculous but it's true Um, and everything else that has happened to me this year is like not any, anything big, like the big things that have happened is just, I've been able to create new relationships in a deeper way and get closer to my friends in ways that I really love and cherish, but it's not like those are necessarily big events. It's like, I, I don't know. That's like, it's hard to say that's like the best thing that's happened, but also I think that that probably is like the way that I've been able to evolve some of my friendships has been really great. But also I'm saying that. And at the same time, it's like, I've hardly seen my friends this year. I'm, I'm so busy. Um, but still, I think that's true. I, I think that's some of the best things. Oh, one of the other best things that has ever happened this year, ever happened this year. Okay. One of my favorite things that happened this year was my, ex-girlfriend from high school she invited me to be her date for her sorority like formal uh her sorority formal and we had so much fun I had so much fun with her I got to meet all of her college friends all of her roommates her sorority sisters her friends like it was genuinely so much fun I didn't want to leave um it was amazing. And I just got to live my like college fantasy for like one day. Cause I never went to college. Um, and it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. And it was crazy how in 24 hours I could get so close with some people and just some incredible people. And they still text me all the time. They respond to my story all the time. A lot of them are probably listening to this podcast right now. Everyone from DBU Girls, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all girls. I love you. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was that was really fun. And it definitely was like a nice little thing that I was like able to be like, oh my gosh, like this is what college would have been like. This is so fun. But without having to actually do it. Because I feel like college is fun for a little bit. And then I feel like I probably would have hated my life because I would have been in school. <laughs> so I would have been in school and in debt and I wouldn't have any music out. So, but anyway, that was one of my favorite things that's happened this year and Taylor Swift and getting close with all my friends. So, um, yeah, let me see if there's any others, but don't turn that dial because there might be my mom, not me literally putting my mom on blast. My mom goes pros and cons of growing up as the only child in our home. I'm like, okay, let me not air out our family history. <laughs> like, like Tisa, why do you want me to literally just like, like literally air that out on my podcast? Girl, 
we can talk about it at dinner. Like, like no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the um, last one for today. But um, thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. If I didn't share yours, I'm sorry. And feel free to message me if you still want to hear me answer your question. I would be happy to send you some videos of me answering it or get coffee with you or whatever. And we can just talk. Um, but yeah, this was really fun and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for coming back every week. I hope that I can keep doing this podcast for you guys and keep having fun and keep just getting closer with you guys and if you guys are not in my broadcast channel on instagram be looking for me to send invites out to that on my story that is where you're gonna get polls for me to like which episode am i releasing next stuff like that about the podcast also talking about music stuff giving you exclusive updates on there and i'm also just gonna be texting you guys like random silly little memes uh, a song that I've been listening to this week that I wanted to share with you guys. It's just basically my like my big group chat where only I can type stuff and anyone that wants to be like kind of on the inner circle, one of my dizzy dreamers, one of my like close friends, we can all just like hang out and chill and yeah, so be looking for invites for that. And then also, of course, as always, be looking on my story for the next time I ask you a question so I can talk about your answers right here. But um, I hope that you enjoyed this and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.